and I did porn and had just done my first episode and I was in a porn party with all my porn buddies <laughs> where we do porn. I'll jack off in front of you for, for $10. Welcome to Movie Muggin, the father and son podcast that always blames it on the dog, even when there is no dog. <laughs> I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we're a father and son duo who love watching movies, chatting about them, and hopefully providing a few laughs along the way. At least, yeah, And dicking around. And dicking around. Shooting the shit. Our, our goal is to bring you a wonderful podcast with father and son who talk about movies that you enjoy and want to listen to over and over and over. Yeah. <laughs> this is episode number six, which kind of feels, I don't know, like a better milestone than episode five. Once again, How? it's... I, doesn't it feel better? No. Six? It feels like maybe we crossed the five mark. We did. Which is how it should feel. But. And we're in the land of the half dozen. Uh, half dozen, that, that sounds legit, man. It does sound legit. How many podcasts have you done? Six. How many have you done? Half dozen. Ooh. Yeah, for real. It's got that little pop factor to it. Before we get started, you know what time it is? Lobby time. Lobby time with Vince and Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is a time to address some things that aren't necessarily related to the movie we'll be talking about, but it's still muy importante in our eyes. Um, Pinche. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know you were bilingual, Jack. <laughs> uh, I, I speak some Spanish. <laughs> I got a couple words. Okay. Well, keep them to yourself. Cayete, puto. <laughs> oh, god! You know what that means? No, but I got Google Translate, so. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Welcome to, Vincent <laughs> Welcome to Rosetta Stone with Vincent Jack. <laughs> All right. First order of business, Jack. Movie Mugan has officially gone across the pond, as they say, as we have an international listener. Any guesses on which country? Hmm. <laughs> uh, Sierra Leone, because, I mean, we've been getting like six calls a day from them a while back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, strangely enough, no. Um, Portugal. Okay. So okay. somebody in Portugal has listened to multiple episodes. Cristiano Ronaldo. You think it's Ronaldo? <laughs> yeah. It could be Ronaldo. It has to be. That's the only, when I think, could it be anyone else? It just doesn't feel right. It has to be him. Well, welcome to Movie Mug and Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, I'm not surprised that we have an international listener because, you know, I did a little research like I like I like to do, and my findings were pretty surprising. Uh, Jack, did you know that as far as countries go, the United States is only fifth in podcast consumption? Really? Yeah. Who's number one? Well, um, any guesses on any of the top four who they may be? Um, Egypt? No. Jack's a terrible guesser, so we'll just go. Oh. <laughs> Australia is number four. They got a lot of uh, like wildlife podcasts there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> tell me about. Tell me more. No, I was saying like as a question. Oh, maybe, maybe talking like, about the wallabies and stuff. The kangaroo hunter. Yeah. Did you know that if you say the words "rise up lights" real fast, it I, sounds like razor blades. It sounds like a razor blade. So rise up lights. 
What is Ireland or Scotland one? No. No. Third is Sweden. Second is Spain. Okay. Which is right next door to Portugal. Yeah. Um, And first is South Korea. They can't understand us. South Korea listens to more podcasts than any other country in the in the world. Damn. Yeah. I would not. I probably wouldn't have guessed that one. I wouldn't have guessed that either. There's not really. I don't. Even though I'm guessing there's not really a pattern, I don't know how a lot of these countries look. There must be nothing else to do in South Korea than <laughs> listen to podcasts. Yeah. Um, but thank you for listening in Portugal or obrigado por escutar. Uh, we would also like to uh, use this lobby time to answer listener questions. And if you've been listening at all, you know pretty much nothing is off limits to me and Jack. Uh, and if we answer your question during lobby time, we'll, we'll give you and whatever you happen to be pimping a, a shout out. Uh, hit us up on Instagram at MovieMuggin, or you can email us at MovieMuggin at gmail.com. Uh, I'm pretty sure I already know the answer to this, but Jack, you got anything? No. Yep, shocking. <laughs> All right, let's head back into the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I'll tell you about today's movie. I've kind of made a little detour from my original idea of just showing you 80s movies because I... Because they're all garbage. They're not They're not all garbage. <laughs> but the first couple that I've done, I they have not got the reaction that I wanted. So I kind of decided on a new thing. I'm going to get movies that are either... They have to be either the year you were born or before. So anything 2000 and below is up for grabs for me now. Uh, that's, that's a better premise. I'm not going to totally ditch the 80s. I got some that I'm going to throw your way. But I just haven't really liked the way my movies have gone over, and so and, I want to. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to open it up a little bit. Yeah, you don't need to limit yourself to one one decade when there's a couple before my time that I might not have seen right. movies from, or so, have definitely not seen movies from. All right. So that being said, this movie came out in 1997. Oh, nice! It got a 93 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, I can work with that. <laughs> I it, can more than work with that. Yeah, it was rated R. Good. And it was directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, I know him. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> it had three nominees for Academy Awards. So that's three actors that were nominated? Well, not necessarily. We have oh, be- oh, I get it. We I have Best it. Actor in a Supporting Role. We have Best Actress in a Supporting Role. And we have Best Writing Screenplay Written Directly for the Screen. So having three things nominated for Academy Awards, that, that's kind of big because you're not going to have Austin Powers and shit like that getting you know nominated for Academy Awards. So that, oh, yeah. that, that brings some legitimacy to this movie, too. Well, I mean, Austin Powers is plenty legit. Uh, it's obviously rated R. It is two hours and 36 minutes. Holy fuck, I chose <laughs> the wrong one. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the things the Mormon mothers say. It's too fucking long. That's what they're going to say. No, let's see. At least it's not like Gone with the Wind or whatever. Two scenes of non-graphic fellatio. The woman's head is briefly seen bobbing. (laughs) And two scenes of non-graphic male masturbation. I was about to say, all right. But then male masturbation came up. They say severe (laughs) profanity, the Mormon mothers. Pervasive coarse language and sexual dialogue. 145 uses of fuck. (laughs) <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like a podcast with you. <laughs> 23 uses of shit. The male masturbation is what really makes it the podcast with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of the. Let's keep hearing the you, elements, see what you, all you correspond. Po- you podcast about what you know. Nine <laughs> uses of ass. Seven uses of cock. Four uses of dick. And three uses of tits. Anyway, that's all I'm really going to tell you about any of the Mormon Brothers because there are some spoilers in there. Okay. This movie is called Boogie Nights. 
I've seen that. You shouldn't. <laughs> <be. laughs> Don't do that to me. <laughs> I got you for a second. Oh. I didn't know how long I was going to be able to not smile, so I had to reveal my dastardly deed pretty yeah, quick. That was pretty good. Pretty that was good. pretty good. All right, so do you know anything about the movie at all? It take, takes place in the 70s. It does take place in the 70s and a little bit 80s. What uh, else? I, that's just easy to uh, to make an inference about. So you, you know nothing else about it? Uh, they they boogie in the night, <laughs> and there's... What, 145 fucks, two mm-hmm. masturbators of the male variety, nine uses of ass, and like five uses of tits. Man, I wish you listened that well when I asked you to do something around the house. All right. Yep. <laughs> it's time to take a movie mug and pause and watch the movie or go to the bathroom, whatever you need to do if you've already seen it, and then come right back and listen to Jack's take on Boogie Nights. Ah. You need to stop saying movie mug and pause. Let's take a movie we mug and We didn't pause. invent the pause. No, but we just improved on it by calling it the movie Mug and Paws. All right, we are back after watching 1997's Boogie Nights. And I come to find out that Jack had really never heard of this. Yeah. It's hard to believe. This movie was fucking awesome. All right. Tom, tap the brakes. Very high on my list. All right, why don't you go ahead and give it uh, the 50 Cent Tour. (laughs) Okay, so. I bet you could do it in like one sentence. Undiscovered guy gets discovered. He's the up-and-comer, the rising star, overnight sensation in porn, and then he loses it all. Yeah. Main character is Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg, and he's 17. He has a job at at a nightclub, and some dude just kind of staring him down, and Marky Mark is washing dishes, and they just kind of talk, and uh, he's like, yeah, I think he would you'd like to work with us or we'd like you to work with us. And they're, they're, they like video porn, direct porn, make it. And so he ends up working with them. He has a massive horse cock or something, monster dick. And so he's very successful and, um, he gets a lot of money and he just kind of left home to do this because his mom was a huge cunt anyway. And so he, he left home I like that look you gave me. With well, that. I'm just thinking, what would the Mormon mother say about uh, movie mugging? That's Not, okay. Go, go a ahead. A lot. They'd have a lot to say. Um, and so he's being very successful, making porn, making friends, fucking a lot. And then it gets to the point where he gets introduced to cocaine, and kind of, it, it just drops off really bad uh, for a lot of the characters. And a lot of these characters hit the most rockiest bottom. It's just not good. They're they're in a bad way, and it all just kind of comes back together at the end, and they're kind of a big, happy family mm-hmm. that all fuck each other. <laughs> <laughs> so what were your initial thoughts on this movie? Well, I remember I did tell you, just like right when the movie began, I can tell there's going to be a lot of cocaine use in this movie. <laughs> you did say that. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't have been more right, more accurate, could I have? Yeah. I it- mean, there was some crack in it, too, but... <laughs> cocaine was the main thing he did he nailed it it had one of those atmospheres it did and that's another good thing you know they kind of set the scene right where y- you know you knew that was coming yeah i did and i mean, i was excited to see so many familiar faces in it i recognized mark Wahlberg mm-hmm. pretty quick he was a lot younger in this than the last movie i saw him in i was like is that marky mark because it's been a long time and then you recognized a lady who I, I'd seen the movie once, uh, Spy Who Shagged Me, mm-hmm. Austin Powers. 
and his little sidekick, and that was Roller Girl in this movie. Heather Graham. Heather Graham, okay. And I recognized John C. Riley. I was really excited when I saw him. Love that guy, man. I haven't seen a movie where he's bad. If he's in it, I haven't, I haven't seen one that's bad. I've only seen three, though, I think, which is Step Brothers, uh, Walking Hard, the Dewey Cox Story, whatever, and Boogie Nights, this one. Uh, I'm looking up John C. Riley on IMDb in the movies he's been in, Talladega Nights. I haven't seen that. Really? Nope. Not the great movie, but he was seriously funny in that. No. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Kong Skull Island. Yeah, he he's a good actor. I really, really, really like him. There's not a time that I watch him that I don't laugh. Yeah, he's he's just a funny guy. He's a funny guy. If he's going to be in the movie, I'm going to watch it because I, I really I really enjoy watching him. He, yeah, he just has that that thing. He just makes movies more enjoyable. He's he's great. Love he, that guy. Yeah. One of the people, and he got an Oscar nomination, was Burt Reynolds, and he was the director guy. Oh, Jack. And in the 70s, there was nobody cooler than Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Smokey and the Bandit? Yeah. Yeah, so he was the bandit. He was the guy who drove around in that black Trans Am with T-tops with Sally Field in there. Seriously, in the 70s, everybody wanted him in a movie. Guys loved him, wanted to be him. Girls wanted to do him. He was that sexy dude, and... <laughs> He sold tickets, man. So it was really cool seeing him in another movie because he had not been in a movie in a long time. He did a great job. Oh, he was he was placed. He was rolled. He was casted. Cast, he was casted perfectly. He was. And since he was so big in the 70s and early 80s, it was cool to see him in a movie that took place during that time. Set in the 70s and 80s. So like, like we kind of alluded to before, Marky Mark, his character... He, because of his huge member, he went from a busboy at a nightclub to an overnight sensation in the porn industry like that. Yeah, his sensation, as in like he got along with the crowd real well, everyone loved him, and a sensation in the panties. He, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yep. He was so stupid. His character was just he, so yeah. dumb, but he just wanted to please everybody. You know, I think it comes from... <laughs> he, well, please the ladies. Yeah. No, it, it kind of comes back from his mom, his relationship with his mom. His mom was just a complete bitch and said mean things to him, and he just wanted to please his family, it looked like. He wanted to be... He was always, I'll show you, I'll show you, I'll become something big, I'll be rich, whatever. And And that was his goal. He wanted to be... It. He wanted to be the it guy. He wanted to be the superstar, and he promised his girlfriend or his lover at the time or whatever that he was gonna he was gonna make it. Yeah. Um. He was always so self conscious about making the scene look sexy, and I remember he was talking to um one of the the girls that he was in the porn with, and he was like, "You mind if I do this? You mind if I do this?" And you know, where where should I where should I finish? Should I? And she's like, "Oh, just finish on my stomach." And I mean, there was just <laughs> they were just having this car on my tits if you can. <laughs> We're just having this casual conversation about it. And, and, you know, Marky Mark or Dirk Diggler, which is a great porn name. Yeah. They, he, he was just being, he just wanted to make it look sexy. They did tons of different movies. And whenever the adult award show would come out, Marky Mark was just cleaning house. He was getting like best actor, best newcomer, best cock. Uh, he was yeah. getting all the awards and, you know, and, and they just kind of showed the time going by. It was like the second annual then the third annual. And just it's, it's Dirk Diggler winning all these awards. It showed him get several. So he's he's on top of the world. And then like happens in so many different movies, he starts getting that big head about him. And not and, and I'm not talking about that big head. I'm talking about conceited, thinking that he's the shit. And it all kind of happened after he started doing cocaine. 
Definitely. And then it just all goes really downhill for him in a hurry. Yeah, pretty quick. He goes back to when he was a busboy. Um, the first time that, that Jack came to meet him, he was like, uh, okay, you want uh, the $10 deal or whatever? And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I'll, uh, he's like, I'll, I'll jack off in front of you for, for $10. And so he kind of came from that to overnight sensation to back for jerking off for $10 again. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty a pretty big change. I don't know. It was just pretty hard to watch. It was it was tough. And when he went back to the jerk it for ten dollars or whatever, it was just he got beat up by some people. And it was fucked up. The jerk it for ten dollars. <laughs> That's like a you get a coupon <laughs> for that. <laughs> the new jerk it for ten dollars only. <laughs> right behind the store is where you can find it best. Hey, I got a t- coupon for two jerk it's for fifteen dollars. Can I uh, go ahead and get that now? Yeah, there were a lot of people in this that you kind of got to know, and they they were enjoying the same ride to success that Dirk Diggler, that was his yeah. name, took them on, and they were they were all just loving life. They were all buying cars and living living high in the hog, as mm-hmm. they say. And and then it, it kind of things just really went south and dark for most of the yeah. characters, or things didn't go the way for most of the characters. But at the end, it, it did kind of come together, and everybody just kind of they were better. Because of it, yeah. Because of hitting rock bottom, they, they bounced they, back pretty well. They bounced back pretty well, and and it ended on a on a high note. So basically, a recurring thing throughout the movie, you did not get to see Marky Mark's supposedly huge member, and it was just like a mystery. You just had to go based off of the, all the faces being made when it came out, or all the like, just all the people talking about it. Yeah, because every time, every time they were like, uh, "Can I see it?" or every time there was some scene, everybody's eyes would just get big, or they would mm-hmm. like lean over and look at it, like, like "Oh my gosh!" Shit. And in the very end, after he kind of made up with people because with his inflated ego, he was a real dick. <laughs> <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah, he was a real monster dick to everyone mm-hmm. around him. Yeah, <laughs> he was like a huge dick to people. Yeah. <laughs> Giant, he was a ginormous dick. Yeah, and so he stood up in front of the mirror. And revealed said monster dick. And I can say, I mean, he it's a close competition between me and him, but I think I think I'm the I'm a winner in that battle. <laughs> you didn't even have a response to that. Well, it's because we'd already done the monster dick joke already. Yeah. So Yeah, as a matter of fact, you know, at the very end he does and he he pulls it out and he talks about how he's a superstar and grabs mm-hmm. it and or just looks down at it lovingly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, meanwhile, it's an elephant's trunk down there. <laughs> oh, my God. But I remember when that part happened, just being shocked that, oh, my gosh, I, I was not expecting that. Yeah. And, you know, probably all the ladies in the theater's jaws just dropping. and <laughs> I can't even. And then the look of disappointment they all gave their husbands on the way, <laughs> on the way <laughs> home. So, hate to burst your bubble, but it's a prosthetic. That was a prosthetic penis. Well, I mean, penis. obviously I knew that was not Marky Marks. That yeah. is not any human's penis. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. I was I in the know. army with a guy, and, and it was, it was uh, oh man, we, we, he called it the Mississippi Black Snake, and it was, <laughs> it was ginormous. I mean, it was ginormous, and he used to get up, and um, after he'd get out of the shower, he would just lotion up in front of everybody, and it was, he'd come stand by you when he's lotioning it up, and, and it wasn't right. I mean, it was just, he was a higher up than y'all, right? He was a higher up. So he's just making you uncomfortable. Yep. There's so much good stuff in it. Uh, I really like that William H. Macy, who is one of my, uh, he's a brilliant actor. 
um, his wife was always screwing somebody else and just yeah, that was the way funny. he handled it and the way she just emasculated him whenever he would walk in and say, honey, what are you, what, what are you doing? She'd be like, shut the door. Yeah, shut the door. I'm fucking here or whatever. <laughs> he's he's a I great mean, actor. I mean, they got it in the end. <laughs> that was, that was a, one of the turning points, I feel like. That party, the New Year's party, was where shit went down. This was kind of like two movies, and there's a lot of movies out there that are like that, where the first part feels completely different from the second part. Yeah. Full Metal Jacket is, is the one that comes to mind. Well, Full Metal Jacket should have just been cut off after boot camp, because that, that was not good. No, the first part of Full Metal Jacket, the boot camp yeah. and everything, was just phenomenal. Really, Private Pile just shot himself, and then the thing ended and went to Vietnam, where I tried to watch that movie, tried to finish it, uh, I think three times and fell asleep all three times once boot camp had ended. The first first half was genius. It was great. Loved it. But whenever it comes on, I watch the first half. And, and then you find something good to watch. <laughs> and, and then I turn it off because the second half, it just feels like a different movie. Another movie like that is called Blow with Johnny Depp. The first half is just a fun, fun ride. And then it just gets depressing. Yeah. Shit got serious in this movie. <laughs> yeah. um, favorite parts? Huh. You'll have to come back to me on that one. What was your favorite part? Well, I remember when I saw this in the theater, there toward the end, there he's just all coked out, and his buddy John C. Riley's coked out, and they're hanging out with this other guy, and they're just all, they're broke. They're living in a motel, and one of them comes up with this plan to sell some baking powder. A $5,000. As like yeah. two keys of coke to some it's drug dealer. one key of and they go to his house to fool him and get the cash. And they end up getting the cash, but then they're sitting on the couch. And this, this guy is sitting off like black cat fireworks in the house. And this other guy's smoking, looks like crack or meth. Who knows what it is? And then yeah. there's some other dude who's got a gun. A big like bodyguard type dude. He and, has a gun. It's just... And it is so uncomfortable. It's it is very tense. It is very, very tense to watch. And... You're just waiting for them to test the coke and find out that it's not coke. And this guy's who keeps smoking this this crack or whatever, and he's just dancing around in his underwear, Russian roulette, and playing Russian roulette. And then this guy's continuing to f- throw firecrackers, and and so there's just all mm. these pops and just and loud music, and you just know something's about to happen. And yeah. it's such a tense scene to watch. It um, was really good, and I like it when a movie pulls me in like that and makes me start feeling mm-hmm. tense or makes me feel uncomfortable. To it's to a certain point, there's some movies I don't like when they make me feel uncomfortable. But whenever I can feel some emotions or whenever I can start squirming on the couch or something when I'm watching something, I'm like, man, that director did their job. And it ended up bad because it ended up they yeah. had their five grand and they sat there for a while and they were just kind of looking for all right, how do we get out of here? Yeah. And finally, Marky Mark Dirk Diggler stood up and he's like, oh, we got to go. And John C. Riley stood up, and then the other guy's like, nope, I want all the fucking money in your safe. Yeah, and he pulled out a gun, out, yeah. and another guy pulls out a gun, and there's a big shootout that's happening. And meanwhile, Marky Mark and John C. Riley, they're freaking out. They want no part of it. Guy, guy comes out with a shotgun, and it's just it turns into the chaos you knew yeah. was coming. Yeah, I, I still can't think of a favorite part. I, I really love this whole movie. There are a couple parts that stuck out to me. When he did his first porn, all the camera guys were like, getting off the like the the eyepiece of the video camera and looking at it and then uh showed a couple other people they like cocked their heads like a dog mm-hmm. and like like leaned over to look and like and the dude who was funding all these pornos he was named the colonel mm-hmm. and they were they were meeting each other and the colonel he said may i see your penis or whatever and 
he whipped it out and the colonel was just like frozen like <laughs> he had this look on his face and he just didn't move for a little while it, it it kept the camera put on him for a little bit after the reaction but you know yeah. I, there were so many times where they were like can i see it and marky mark just pulls it out and i was like golly i i just couldn't do something like that and then i thought you know what? If I look like that, I might not even wait till people ask me. I might just be like, you want to see it? You want to see it? You want to see <laughs> it? naked all the time. It's just like if I had, you know, six-pack abs, I would probably have my shirt off a lot more. Mm. So I was thinking if I were him and I did porn and had just done my first episode and I was in a porn party with all my porn buddies, <laughs> where we do porn, that I would not be afraid to show my penis as like a trophy. Especially if I were known to have a 13-inch dick. And it's your job. Yeah. So I guess you shouldn't be ashamed to do something. Like if I painted houses... You wouldn't I'd... be afraid to show your work to people. Yeah. <laughs> or or my paintbrush, I guess. My, yeah. my long your, your roller. Tool. <laughs> your tool. There was another cool thing that I know is pretty famous on the internet about this. The opening scene is like a one take. And it's like a three-minute scene. And it basically shows most of the characters in it. Yeah. It was cool because the shot started like on this marquee that said Boogie Nights, and then it panned down, it crosses the street, it goes up to the club door, you meet a guy at the club door, then it goes inside, and you see somebody else, and see somebody else, and yeah, it, it's, it was just really cool the way they did that. One, one of the things I really loved about this, and that I love in a lot of movies when they get it right, is the soundtrack. They did a fantastic job, and, and not that it's hard to do a soundtrack for a 1970s movie, because there's so many songs out there that really will help fit the scene. But in this movie, the placement of it, I thought, was just fantastic. Yeah, it was, I really, really liked it. One of, one of the opening scenes is where um, ro- uh, Jack sends Roller Girl into the, the dishwashing room to get a look at Marky Mark's size. And just the music that they play at that time is just so perfect as it follows her. And there's a lot of really cool camera shots that just, or just long shots that just follow people. Just one take it. It's just, it's just done so well and the music fits so perfectly. And I think they just did a, they just did a great job. Even, even when that real tense scene came up, they were just playing Sister Christian in the background, which is a a kind of a chill song. (laughs) And it just, I don't know. It just, it just, the soundtrack just really worked on this one. The porn names in this were great, too. Yeah. From Dirk Diggler, which was Marky Mark's character's name. One of his co-stars was Amber Waves. Yeah. Which was Julianne Moore, which is a great uh, porn name. Yeah, and she was Ginger. Yeah. And then <laughs> John C. Riley's character's name was Reed Rothschild. <laughs> just, uh, what is Rothschild? <laughs> it's just a stupid name, Reed <laughs> Rothschild. When Marky Mark first met John C. Riley, there was a, a little bit of, um, I think, jealousy from Reed Rothschild, <laughs> but they soon become really great friends. And then they come up with this concept to do this like detective porn where yeah. they're partners and it's called what, what's Marky Mark's name Bro- it is Brock Landers, Brock Landers. So Marky Mark was Brock <laughs> Landers, this detective and Reed Rothschild became chest Rockwell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> And so then they put together this cheesy opening for it, yeah. which introduces the characters, and it's just Marky Mark in this denim like, top and bottom. And in, in, in the denim, it was dark, but then it had light wash in certain areas, yes. so it kind of looked like a cloudy sky. Almost. Like it was, it was almost patched worked. Yeah, different kinds of denim, light and dark together, and it was like a full suit. <laughs> and Chest Rockwell, he had on a, a no shirt, but he had a red vest on. <laughs> Uh, and it showed his chest a lot, and just 
same like red pants with the bell bottom type. <laughs> so perfect. Brock Landers is running across this uh, rooftop with a gun. It's a it's a slanted rooftop, and he has like he has these boot things on that he he got at the beginning when he was finally getting money. Yep. So like fancy nasty boots. And he like trips over himself a little bit and then keeps running uh, and shoots his like gun. Yep. And with like, he held the gun in a weird position, like, and used his other arm to stabilize it and was like, oh, bang, bang. It was so ridiculously cheesy. And then uh, you got Chess Rockwell who's running after a guy and there, there's all these boxes and he could have just run around the boxes, but he <laughs> ran right into him for effect. Yeah. And then they're like beating up people and, and then Brock Landers is doing all this Kung Fu stuff. Yeah. Th- that's the title card when it says, and Dirk Diggler is Brock Landers. It like freeze framed it in a perfect spot. And like when his foot is up in the air and his hands are, it was just a really funny karate pose. There was so much fun in this movie. It really was. All right, I just looked up porn generator on porn name generator. Yeah, porn yeah, <laughs> porn star name generator. I'm going to I'm going to type in your name and let's see what your let's see what your porn star name would be. <laughs> your porn name would be Corporal Darkholer. <laughs> Corporal Darkholer. Yep, let me do my name. Okay. Corporal Darkholer. Mine is Jack Hump. What the fuck? I don't know. I just typed in your name and I typed in my name and that's what it came up with. Corporal Darkholer. I like yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> so those are our new podcast names. Uh, hi, I'm Corporal Darkholer. <laughs> I'm, ja- I'm Jack Hump. But, uh, <laughs> all right. Now is the time where we give away the most coveted award in the film industry, Movie Muggins Bucket of Chicken. You got something? So I'd like to give my bucket of chicken to William H. Macy. Uh, he was the one in this movie who he was always looking for his wife. And then when he found her, she was fucking some younger guy. He would walk in and say, what the fuck are you doing? And they'd be like, what the fuck does it look like? And then they'd both be rude to him. And she'd just walk all over him like, get out. And that happened like, what, three or four times? I think three. One of the times she was just letting a guy screw her on the ground, like on a towel. And there was like 10 people standing yeah, around just watching. formed a circle. And so... The final time, uh, he couldn't put up with it anymore. He killed both of them and then shot himself, and that's kind of what spiraled the movie downward. That was that was one of the big events. That was a turning point in the movie. Yeah. From yeah. there, bad things just kind of started yeah. happening. And so I like to give him the bucket of chicken for one, having a whore wife and <laughs> and knowing how to dispose of her properly. <laughs> I mean, what else are you supposed to do? Divorce him now? Um. Yeah. You got one? Oh, man. Yeah. You want to give it to his pants for never showing his bulge? His oh, thirteen-inch fucking bulge? They showed it at the beginning. At the beginning. Because you said, oh, damn, and put a pillow over your lap. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I did. There's there's so many things worthy of the bucket of chicken. I don't want to give it to a penis, because I'll never live that down. <laughs> oh, giving those awards to penises, huh? You're going to use that against me all the time, so I, I can't do that. I kind of thought about it just for fun. Well, it was the star of the show. It was the whole reason that he got famous. <laughs> it was the whole reason that, that his rise to stardom happened so fast. So I am going to give my bucket of chicken to the penis of Dirk Diggler. The huge double-length donk dick. I mean, I have to. I have to. It, it's worthy. Um, <laughs> I think it's one inch over worthy. <laughs> <laughs> I think they call that a baker's dozen in like. <laughs> 
So the two buckets of chicken for this episode go to William H. Macy for double homicide. Poor wife. And to put her down. And to Dirk Diggler's penis. Okay. Now we gotta give our scores. I know I really, really like this. Uh it was a great movie. It really was. So if I gave Tucker and Dale a ninety three Here's the thing. I, I think it's bad if you sit here and you think, well, I gave Dale and Tucker this, I gave Porky's that. I think yeah. you just got to go with what you're feeling at the moment because sometimes I'll do that and then later on I'll be like, wow, that movie's not nearly as good as this movie. But what did you give it after just watching it today, not thinking of what you've given anything else? <sighs> I don't want to give it a 90 or more. Well, then don't. But also I feel like it was really good and I enjoyed it, so mm-hmm. it should get maybe 90, but I'm just going to give it 86. All right, so an 86. I'm going to give it an 82. Okay. I did enjoy it. I'd already seen it before, so that kind of takes a little bit of the surprising things off since I'd already seen it. I may have given it a higher score back then, but I think an 82 based on... That's fair. Yeah, 82 is fair. I'm super glad you enjoyed it. (laughs) I I feel a little bit of vindication picking a movie that you actually enjoyed. Because your last movie was a hot pile of garbage. Not in 1981, sir. All right, well, thanks for tuning in to episode number six of Movie Muggin'. We'll be back next week with an action-packed podcast, and it is going to be Corporal Darkholer's time to pick a movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) You have anything there in mind, Corporal? Uh, Probably a movie about dark holes (laughs) that we need, that we just have this weird urge to fill. Okay. Well, (laughs) that's what we call a tease so you'll be wanting to come back next week all right so thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time on movie mugging bye big cock